Welcome to the Zen of Everything, a Zen take on life, love, laughter, and everything else. With Jundo Cohen, a real Zen master. That's me. And Kirk McElhern, that's me, a guy who knows a bit about Zen. Good morning, Roshi. How are you today? Wait a second. I'm praying we get this episode on the air because the microphone wasn't working, that the camera wasn't working, but then we got the microphone working. My prayers have been realized. Here we are. Good to see you, Kirk. I think it's not the microphone that wasn't working. I think it's the co-host that wasn't working. Whatever it is, let's call it a miracle. My prayers have been answered. Okay, your prayers have been answered. And that's our theme today. Prayers? Prayers in Buddhism, prayers in Zen. When do we pray? I didn't think Zen people prayed. Pray tell. What thinks thinks Steve? <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Uh, Zen really? people pray. Well, it depends what you call prayer, and it depends who's praying and what they're praying to, and what they think they're praying to, and what they're actually praying to, and uh, that's what we, we're going to talk about today. we got a whole episode on prayer. Okay. It sounds like we're going to have to figure this out, because you don't even sound like you're very sure where we're going here today. Oh, I pray that this episode goes smoothly. This episode will go as it goes because our prayers will be heard. You see, when someone says something like that, I pray that. It's, they're not praying. They're just expressing a desire, a wish. They're actually talking to themselves, aren't they? It depends what you mean by prayer, because I would say that for the vast majority of people, whether in Europe or America or Asia, Japan, China, Tibet, prayer meant they were praying to some higher power to help them. Through most of the history of Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, I think it's something hardwired into us. Prayer is prayer. When you say it like that, though, it sounds like prayer is just people asking for something to be better for them, right? It's, I want to be healthy. I want money. I want this, that. It's not really praying for others most of the time, right? Well, you could be praying for others. Now, I would say in most cases, those others are usually your kids, your spouse, yeah, your friend, uh, your crops in the field, your business, which is, mm. you know, Sometimes you may pray for your candidate to win. Yeah. You may pray for peace in the world. Uh, there are things you, you can pray to, but I think it's basically in any society, whether there's Zen people or there are some other kind of Buddhists, Tibetan Buddhists, Thai Buddhists, whether they're Christians from the Church of England or Catholics, whether they're Jews of all persuasions, prayer is a prayer to a higher power to get some help in times of trouble. It's that Mother Mary comes to me. You don't start singing. No, I won't. Pray, pray, I won't sing. I knew that was going to happen. No, no. But I didn't, I thought there was no higher power in Buddhism. I mean, we talk about the Buddha as, as an exemplar of an idea, but it's not like the Buddha's there to, to drop in on this and help us out. Well, of course, um, 
I'm talking about most people. I'm not talking about the one and only right interpretation of prayer, which is the one I personally hold. Right. Uh, which is what we're also going to talk about today. I'm, I'm talking about the average person. The average person anywhere in the world prays for the same reason. Now, me personally, that's not how I pray. Okay, it's fair to say that most Buddhists don't practice sitting meditation or zazen. Most Buddhists around the world practice a more devotional Buddhism, which is similar to Christianity, right? But why do you think those two are exclusive? Because in most of uh, the Buddhism, and including Zen I know in China and Japan and America too, there are a lot of people who sit zazen and also pray. And they may be praying to canon, bodhisattva, or Buddha. They may be praying. I know, uh, for example, we have many Christian Buddhists in uh, our Sangha. They may sit and then pray to Jesus. Uh, they're not mutually exclusive, Kurt. No, I didn't say they are, but the majority of Buddhists, particularly in Asia, popular Buddhism, does not involve meditation. It right. involves devotion. Right. It involves giving offerings to, you know, like the fake money they give to the Buddhas in the, in the temples and all that. Right. So for them, prayer is a normal part of Buddhism. That's exactly right. Different types of Buddhism have different types of approaches to prayer. But we're a Zen podcast, and I thought that Zen is all about staring at a wall and not praying to canon. Well, it depends. Okay. Because if you go into the average Zen temple or monastery in Asia, you're going to see a lot of statues of Buddhas, and you're going to see a lot of opportunities to offer incense, to chant, to pray, to ask for favors. So it, it really depends. Now, again, I'm cooler than all there. And wiser, so okay. uh, you know that's not how I pray. Except uh, before okay. we get to the end of the podcast, I got to tell you reason number twenty-seven. I'm a hypocrite again because sometimes I actually do that. But yeah. generally, in my cooler moments when life is calm, that's not how I pray. Ask me how I pray, Kurt. How do you pray? I pray with gratitude for whatever comes. If it's rainy, accept the rain. If it's sunny except the sun. That's because I'm not a farmer, Kurt. Because yes. <laughs> if I actually had to raise my crop and I needed the rain and the sun, well, yeah, I would pray. I got invited right here in the... I live in a, a, a little Japanese village that's hundreds of years old, has a little temple about 100 meters from here, and it was the start of spring. And they're all farmers around here. So what do you think they, they said? You, you should come out. We're having our annual prayer to the gods because we're putting the, the seeds in the field now. I'm not going to tell them not to do it. I'm not going to say, no, 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 please. <laughs> it has nothing to do. I, I've studied agriculture, and, and I'm sorry, your prayers are ineffectual. Uh, <laughs> no, it makes them feel better. It makes them, them feel that it has some effect, so they have their actual prayer service. And this being Japan, they go over to the Buddhist temple, they pray to the Buddhists, then they go over to the Shinto shrine and they pray to the Shinto gods because in this country you cover all your bases, you know, yeah. take no chances. But they pray. And then they get the sake out. And then they, that, they get the sake out. And on the, they don't do this on the Buddhist side, but they share the sake yeah. with the, the, the Shinto gods because the Shinto gods like to party. That's, you know, <laughs> the Buddha, not so much. But the Shinto gods, man, it, they, they like a, a cup of the, uh, the bubbly. Yeah. But when you think about the idea of that sort of prayer, so I live next to a farm and I see there's wheat in the field across the road from me and it's just started to sprout. 
And the farmers last year, oh, wow, I wish we had more rain because it's a drought. Now it's been raining a lot. I wish it would stop raining. And have they ever kept records to find if these prayers have worked? You see, the, the whole point of this is it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if their prayer works, if they get the rain or if they get the, the not rain. It just matters that they perform the act, right? I'm going to take a wild guess and say that those prayers are totally effective at least half the time. <laughs> because if you look at the history of where I live, the, it literally is feast or famine, flood. Yeah. They have good years, bountiful harvest, so the next year the locusts are here. I mean, it's like any agricultural place. But when you yeah. live that much on the edge and you don't know what really makes the universe go and you feel that you're in the hands of fate, it, it makes you feel a little better to kind of get God on your side or Buddha or the Shinto uh, Kami, the Shinto spirits, whoever it is, you know, get them all on your side. So you talked about you praying and isn't there a saying there are no atheists in oncology wards? I, this is where I said I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let me, let me tell you uh, about uh, another hundred meters from here in a different direction, you have the Medicine Buddha Shrine. The Medicine Buddha Shrine has been here for a few hundred years. There's actually not, nothing in it right now because, unfortunately, somebody stole the Medicine Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's an empty shrine, but the building is still there. And um, I, of course, I don't believe that. I'm, I'm a man of science. I'm a man of reason. I'm an I'm a educated uh, man of the 21st century. The night before I went in the hospital for my surgery, no one was looking. I kind of wandered <laughs> over there to the Medicine Buddha Shrine. I lit some incense. I said, hey, between you and me, okay, if you get it, you know, hey, I'm on your side. Can you, you know, can you do me a, uh, can you, can you do me a, a solid here? You know, and uh, I, I, and here I am. I'm still alive five years later, so it must have worked. It must have worked. But again, that sort of prayer if you look at it deeply, it's about yourself. It's about saying, I hope this is going to work. I want this to work. And it's about, in some ways, reinforcing your belief that it will work. It's about being scared poopless because, because <laughs> I'm a Zen guy. I take all things as they come with total equanimity. I have transcended life and death. But the, the, the truth is, before my surgery, which, by the way, was on December 13th, in surgery room number 13. So if mm, I was really okay. superstitious, I would have freaked out. Was it a Friday? It was a, it was a Friday. No, I, <laughs> I forget. But anyway, you, you know, when you're at those times, the other time I remember praying very clearly was when my daughter was very sick and we were in the emergency room and the doctors came out and said, it's 50-50. She makes it through the night. She had uh, some a blood infection, you know. And the doctor said, we're, we're giving her every anti antibiotic we got, 50-50. Uh, so I'm sitting there in the um, emergency room. Now, part of me is truly the Zen kicked in. And I felt such peace. I felt the universe is doing what it does. I have no demands at all. This is my real prayer. No demands. Whatever happens, happens. We flow. It is. But yet on the other side, it's my daughter. I'm scared out of my mind. I'm her daddy. I looked up at the sky. I said, listen, hey, I don't know who's listening. Allah, Jesus, if you can hear me, 
Look, I can use one more solid here. Can you can you help out this little girl, sweet little girl? And she's here. So I, I guess my prayers uh, were effective. That's one way to look at it. Mm. But the other way to look at it is that the doctors did what doctors do and that the antibiotics worked. I, I, I prayed for good doctors and good antibiotics and they worked. Look, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say this. We, we have some very ill people in our sangha who come to yeah. me in times yeah. of crisis and they say, what can I do? And, you know, I recommend to them with all conviction to do whatever helps. Uh, I was uh, a volunteer in hospice for many years with my wife, and people would uh, uh, be on their deathbed days from the end. Uh, still, they, they were still awake, and some of them would say, would you pray to me, pray with me, or pray for me? I said, of course. And I'd made a very obvious prayer at the side of the bed, head down, hands. Now, personally, I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it because mm -hmm. it's helping them. And you know, it may be helping them in two ways. First off, it's just helping them to see me do it. Yeah. It's also helping them. You know, who knows? Who knows who's listening? You know, I, I'm not going to say no. I'm not that prideful to say absolutely nobody's listening to this. Uh, personally, of course I'm skeptical. Personally, it was the right thing to do. And I think, in a sense, I saw their face ease. You could see it was helping them. Of course, prayer is a wonderful thing. And, and there have been scientific studies, which you know, and it could be the placebo effect, which is a real mm. thing, that prayer yep. is effective for people who believe they're being prayed for. Is that right? No, because the intercessional prayer studies show it's the opposite. They do worse. Prayer is effective for people who are, can be effective for people who are praying. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. It's effective for the prayer, but not the person who believes they're being prayed for. Yeah, in, in studies of intercessional prayer, so someone's praying for a random person. The people who are prayed for do worse, and the people who don't know they're being prayed for, I'm sure there's no effect. I, they I'm still do saying. worse. They no, still no, do seriously. Worse. Yeah, yeah. So you can't. We'll cut this whole thing out. No, 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 no. Don't cut it out. So you mean I, I'm praying to God to help this person, and God is so mean that He's intentionally making the person worse. This is what you're saying. The science is conclusive. It either has no effect, a small positive effect, or a small negative or effect. A small negative effect. And it's conclusive. Yeah. The yeah. studies have spoken. <laughs> so, in other words, eh, what does it hurt? I know a way it could hurt. This is rough. If someone says, pray for me, I'm not going to the doctor. That, that would be a bad thing. So now you're bringing in one of the biggest problems with prayer is that people believe they can heal themselves through prayer. And they're in religious groups that don't believe in getting medical treatment. And that's a very serious problem. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Uh, prayer and the doctor. <laughs> you know, because I don't know if the prayer is going to help or not. But if you want a shot, the doctor definitely is the one who has a better shot at helping you. All right. I'm, I'm... Well, it's kind of like you want as many things on your side as possible. Sure. Get an ambulance. Pray to... Any God you want. Light all the incense and candles you want, okay? But go to the doctor and, and don't listen to Gwyneth Paltrow, you know. Those, those, those I'm sorry, I, I'm very skeptical of those online quasi-medical healers. And if we have any of those listeners, I'm sorry, I don't believe in that stuff. I believe in pretty much science-based modern medicine has a better chance of healing you. All right? Now... Once you do that, you can get 
Gwyneth Paltrow's, I don't know, uh, what is she? She does something, the, the vagina candle or whatever she does or that she's famous for. Uh, <laughs> that you, sounds dangerous. Yeah, that's what she, she really, she has these things, the coffee enema, get whatever you want. Uh, but uh, first, get your doctor's approval. <laughs> I had a friend who was into these coffee enemas, by the way. Yeah, and I thought it was a, wonder, a terrible waste of good coffee. And, but, but by the way, I hope it was iced coffee because, uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so are there amulets for Zen? Isn't there a history of amulets in Zen? I believe I read something about this. For most of Zen history, it was about helping people any way possible. Um, the Zen priests were known to be great magicians because of their meditation. If right. Because they meditated, they had the the Sanskrit word is the mojo. Uh, they they had they had that 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 power, and so their amulets were uh, excellent. Their chants and prayers, their their ceremonies were excellent. But yes, even if you go today to many many maybe most uh, Buddhist temples, including Zen temples, they are selling some kind. I say selling. They're not selling. They're taking donations for giving you. Right. Uh, because it's uh, not, they don't pay taxes. Uh, yeah. They're giving, taking donations, accepting donations for giving you various protective amulets. But I had them on my kids. You know, my kid would walk to school. My wife said, wait a second. Before my child walks to school, we had to tie the uh, protective amulet on her school bag. Right? Did I object? Because I'm a man of science and of the 21st century? No, I didn't object. What does it hurt? But it cost me 10 bucks for that thing. So, uh, do, do you have a $99 tree leaf amulet to sell? Uh, we're going to get one. We're going to get one. I wanted to ask a question. When Zen people chant. Pray tell. Pray tell. Is that considered praying? Uh, it depends how you're doing it. Now, this again is, is the attitude of your heart. If you actually look at the chant, the chant. Uh, for example, the Heart Sutra is asking nothing. It's a reminder that we are this universe, this universe is this world, and uh, there's nothing to ask for because all is emptiness. All is emptiness, you know. Well, the Heart Sutra is an affirmation, right? It's an affirmation. It's not asking for anything. But at the very end, there is the Heart Sutra mantra, which most folks might know as Gate, gate, paragate, parasongate, bodhisattva, and that was considered basically by by many many people a kind of magic incantation with power. And you would you now it, it means something like gone, gone, gone beyond, gone beyond to the other shore. Mm. That's 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 the likely meaning, which again just means that we, we have already crossed for where we're go, trying to go, right? But most people didn't take that. They, they, they took it as an abracadabra, you know, open, abracadabra, open sesame, gate, gate, aragate, like that. It's the same. <laughs> and it had power. And it had power to do the things you want, including, you know, you can even pray in Buddhism for bad things, like to smite thy enemies, you know. Well, that seems to go against the precepts. No, because they're, they're they're bad guys. They're your enemies. It's the same, uh, <laughs> you know. I, I, I'm not saying that I, I, I don't pray to smite my enemy. Uh, but uh, you can use prayer, uh, I think, 
in Asia, Japan, anywhere, is used for the same purposes. It's a human thing. What do you pray for, Kurt? Have you ever prayed? Um, I'm not a prayer. Now, I went to a private school when I was young that was attached to an Episcopalian church, and we had a church service every morning. And I think by the time I got to eighth grade, me and a couple of other students, um, we demonstrated and said we didn't want to go to the services anymore. Mm-hmm. So I've always been somewhat radical in that sort of thing. However, I did like the songs that we sang. We sang hymns every day. All those peaceful songs like Onward Christian Soldiers, things like that. Talk about smiting your enemies. Yeah, Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Onward Christian Soldiers marching on to war. That <laughs> sort of, that's, you're, you're grooming young children to be violent with that sort of thing. I don't pray. I don't think of the idea of praying. What I do think, though, is, for instance, when we meet, we do a gasho. We hold our hands together and we do a little bow. And that's a sort of a reverence, a respect for people. And that's what I feel is closer to the kind of prayer that I like. I look out at nature and I think nature is wonderful. And thank you for nature, that sort of thing. But I don't pray like, give me the winning lottery numbers, that sort of thing. By the way, I pray at the racetrack. When was the last time you went to the racetrack, Jundo? Yeah, not that. Not too often, no. Not that, and okay, I, and because my pray, pray, prayers usually don't work there either. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know. But it's interesting that the hand gesture for prayer and the gasho, the the press palms greetings, namaste, is the same uh, two together, the hands together. Yeah, I guess it's a form of humility that uh, if you think about why people shake hands, right? Back in the Middle Ages, it was to prove that you weren't holding a weapon, so you would shake the right hand, and most people were right-handed. And you would meet someone on the road, and you're riding a horse or whatever, and you might shake hands to prove that you're not going to stab the other person. By the way, this is why traditionally people rode on the left side of the road and not the right, because that way their right hand would be able to smite the enemy who came on the other direction on the road. Unless you were a southpaw. You just had to force yourself to be a right paw. But the idea of Holding your own hands together, in some ways, to me, seems like it's a greeting to yourself. It's a thank you. It's a shaking hands with someone is a greeting of respect. Holding your hands together is also a greeting of respect, right? Well, that's how people stand in front of the statue of Canon with their hands pressed together and their their heads down. Now, I got to say, before we get to the end of this episode, people are going to take this and say, Jundo, I thought you were so down to earth, and all you've done for the last 25 minutes is sitting here defending, even arguing for prayer. And I want to emphasize again, no, I'm still the same skeptical, down-to-earth Jundo. Personally, I do not pray, except to say to the universe, bring it on, whatever, whatever you want. I will live as long as I live, all right? The cancer five years ago didn't get me. Thank you, Medicine Buddha. I don't think, I thought, I think it was Dr. Okashi, actually, my surgeon. But thank whoever it was. But right now I'm here. Until I get hit by a bus, I'm not going to pray for it. I'm just going to take it. When it rains, it rains. When it's sunny, it's sunny. There's my prayer. That's my only prayer. Until, uh, frankly, Kirk, and the next time I get in trouble. (laughs) Where do we go from here, Roshi? I pray I come up with an idea for the next episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Please give us a rating. Tell your friends. You can check out past episodes at our website, zen-of-everything.com. 
Thanks for listening.